0: Hey Everyone, welcome to the show. So you probably heard by now, but I want to share some details with you about last night's blowout for Donald Trump in the Iowa caucus. He just ran away with the primary caucus vote. He took 51% of the vote, and that was really the big test. He needed to exceed, in his mind, 50%. It, you know, so that was the question. Was he going to end up winning, but, you know, less than 50%? And so he's going to have a weaker than expected showing. So it worked out for him as he was hoping. And it appears this is over. I mean, we kind of knew this. This was kind of a fake primary anyway. We knew that no one was going to beat Trump in the primary. And, you know, DeSantis may have narrowly kept himself in the race at this point. He really needed to secure the second place win in Iowa because the next primary that's gonna be held is New Hampshire and he is not faring so well. You know, Nikki Haley is is definitely polling much better than DeSantis in New Hampshire, but still Donald Trump is way ahead of her. So I don't even know that it matters, but if she doesn't win, in New Hampshire, which it doesn't seem likely that she will. I think that's pretty much a done deal for her because the next state is her home state and Donald Trump is just trouncing her in all of the polls there as well. And then that would be hugely humiliating for her, which I don't really care, but, you know, is she gonna drop out before that humiliation or after? So, you know, once you get the stink of Loserville on you. (laughs) It's kind of hard to get it off. And so if DeSantis or Haley have any chance in 2028, then they would definitely want to cut their losses. But anyway, every pundit and expert is saying that, you know, if DeSantis came in third, he would likely drop out because he's almost guaranteed to be third in New Hampshire. So we'll see what happens. You know, he did win second place, but still, I mean, you know, and it was close. I mean, he he beat out Haley for that second spot, but it was definitely pretty close. So he has to be pretty irritated, meaning DeSantis, with Ramaswamy because Ramaswamy came in a distant fourth. And undoubtedly, Ramaswamy voters would probably go to DeSantis, some would go to Trump, but some are gonna go to DeSantis if he's out of, you know, if Ramaswamy is out of the race, which he now is, he announced this morning he's out. But if he had dropped out before Iowa, DeSantis could have had a stronger showing. Potentially, likely in Iowa. Anyway, um, there's one thing that needs to be mentioned that we can't lose sight of. You know, if you add up all of the votes for DeSantis, Haley, Ramaswamy, a few of the other stragglers, they come close to Trump's numbers. You know, it, maybe I'm looking for the silver lining, but someone needs to do it, damn it. But the point is, is there's somewhere around 48 to 49% of Iowa caucus goers. That means 48 to 49% of, of people in that area in a very conservative red state, you know, full of evangelicals wanted someone other than Trump. So there's your good news. Now for some disturbing news. CBS conducted early entrance polls the results were chilling (laughs) and and not just because it was below zero. Half of the caucus participants considered themselves to be part of the MAGA movement. And a large majority still believe that the 2020 election was stolen. So all caucus goers, not just Donald Trump supporters, a majority believe that. And it was 65 percent, 65 percent of all Republican caucus participants said they, they believe that the election of 2020 was rigged. 88% of Trump specific caucus voters believe that Biden is illegitimate and that the 2020 election was stolen. So it was no surprise that the top issue then in these polls or in these you know en- early entrance polls for these Republican caucus goers, it was immigration. I mean, that's all they see, all they hear on FEAR News Network. It's ad nauseum. What I found very telling was when they asked caucus attendees, why why are you voting for the person you're voting for? What is the most important quality in a candidate? The number one answer was that the candidate shares my values. 40% of the participants in the Iowa caucus agreed that yes, this person I'm voting for, I'm caucusing for tonight, shares my values. And then the next positive vote or or choice was 34% who said that the candidate they choose fights for people like me. So I have to assume a lot of these people are Trump voters based on the other answers that they gave. And you think about what that means. Trump shares my values. He is a criminal. He has cheated on every wife he's ever had. He cheats people out of money that he owes them to the point that one man took his own life because Trump didn't pay him and drove his company out of business. That was years ago. He's a racist, a homophobe. He rapes women. He was just found liable for sexual assault, and one judge said, yeah, it was digital rape. He lies every time he opens his mouth. But he shares their values. (laughs) They said it, I didn't. (laughs) And fights for people like me, seriously. Other than the bigotry, what did Trump do for any of these people? I would really love to know this question. I would love for a reporter to ask one of them once, just once, what did he do for you? And then hold their feet to the fire and make them answer. Don't just let them go off on these tangents and filibuster. Make them answer. His first major achievement was a massive tax cut for the rich. And then later on, he helped to take away the rights of everyone who isn't a straight white male. Oh, wait, I just figured it out. I just realized why they like him. (laughs) Yeah, they fight for you. He fights for you if you're a white straight male. And this was the most telling of all. They asked if Trump is fit to be president if he's convicted of a crime. 64% said yes. Only 31% said no. They have shown themselves to be the biggest liars and hypocrites on the planet. All their BS about the Clintons, about the Bidens, every other Democrat, and yet they have no problem with a convicted criminal running the country. <laughs> there are a couple of, of things to keep in mind. I mean, you know, the weather was horrendous yesterday, so it, it was far below zero in Iowa. That means only the most diehard extremist MAGA men and women were going to be willing to brave the storm and show up for the caucuses. So that would definitely skew the polling towards the nuts in the trail mix. And, you know, here here's some additional good news I want to share and then some more bad news. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> because I want to keep you guys on your toes. I want to keep you guessing. Nearly half of Nikki Haley's voters said that if she is not the Republican nominee, if it comes down to Biden versus Trump again, they will vote for Biden. 43% said that they will cast their ballot for Biden. So that is good news. 23% said they'll vote for Trump again. And then 8% said, eh, I'm going to go for Robert Kennedy Jr. I'm going to go for the independent. Now, here's the additional bad news to keep in mind. Once DeSantis and Haley drop out, we can expect, you know, well, with Haley, like I said, a lot of them are going to go to Biden. Some will go to Trump. But once DeSantis drops out, I hate to say it, but I think a lot of them are either not going to vote at all or they're gonna bite the bullet and they're gonna vote for Trump. So, you know, now, Ramaswamy, like I said, he just announced, he's he's dropping out. Um, another one of the candidates just dropped out. So it is consolidating, but not, not quick enough. This is the, the fear that I have, that we're gonna end up in another 2016 situation with a lot of Democrats, a lot of young people, a lot of minorities, sitting it out, staying home, because they're busy with life. They're busy trying to put food on the table, keep a roof over their heads, take care of their families. They are not on social media. They're not watching the news 24-7 like some of us. And so they don't know everything that's going on. They don't know what they don't know, and they figure, uh, oh, whatever. You know, we, we got through four years of Trump. We can live through another four years. They really don't understand what is going on right now, what he has planned, what the Republicans have been doing, and how dangerous this is of a moment in our country, in our country's history. And they don't understand the stakes, sadly. Um, again, they're, they're busy, right? They're at work all day. So, and then when they come home, they got their second job, taking care of their family. So I don't blame them. I just want everyone to do your part, go out. You know, there's a a saying in marketing, each one teach one. You just have to talk to one person, educate them on what is going on, what is at stake, what the risks are right now, why this is so different than any other election we have ever had. Make it personal to them is my advice to you when you go out to talk to someone in marketing. I know I talk about marketing a lot. It's because it's something that I've studied just on my own, not professionally. But um, what you learn in marketing is if the person can still ask the question, so what? And you don't have a good answer. You haven't done your job. You have to be able to answer the question, so what? It is not good enough to say, Trump is a dictator he wants to be an authoritarian if the question is so what you have to be able to answer that question and make it personal and specific to that person however he is going to affect that person directly you have to have an answer ready and you have to be able to explain it to them because unfortunately a lot of people are just selfish and they don't care how it's going to affect other people or other groups. So think about that. If you're gonna have a conversation with someone, try to come up with those answers and understand who they are, what matters to them. I'll give you a perfect example. I have a friend who has been talking about voting for Trump. He is sick of Biden, voted for Biden in 2020, has voted Democrat for a long time, hates Trump, but feels like the economy is just not in a good place, things are not good. This is a person who is part of a union. This is a person who is very, very pro-union. So I plan in our next conversation to bring it up that Trump is very anti-union, that his administration did nothing but union bust during the time that he was in office, And that Biden has, even though he has made mistakes that I will readily admit with the railway, he has been the most pro-union president of my lifetime. So hope this information has been helpful. I really appreciate you all watching and listening. Please like this video, share it so that other people get this message, so that other people know how to talk to their friends and family and where things stand. Um, Really appreciate it. Please subscribe, become a donor if you can. Love you all. Take care, talk with you soon.